It's Jay. It's Code 3 Fight Club Radio. We're back with Will the Wise. It is the first show of 2008. I'm excited to be here because I just got done watching the American Gladiators. Gina Carano crush kicking butt on NBC alongside Hulk Hogan. How exciting. But nonetheless, 2007 was a crazy year. Wouldn't you say, Will? Also on UFC 79, we saw uh, Vanderlei Silva and Chuck Liddell go at it for three solid rounds. favorite fight, GSP defeats Matt Hughes for the interim welterweight title that he doesn't want, only because I got to see Matt Hughes scream tap on slow motion. <laughs> that was I, my I highlight. Was that fight, you gotta admit. If you look at the score, uh, a number of, of shots, uh, the whole fight, Matt Hughes landed six punches compared to, to GSP 67 or 80 or something, I can't remember. And then three submission attempts and two takedowns from GSP, none on that user side. It was, you really see the difference in athleticism between these two guys. It's not that Matt Hughes is over the hill enough, it's just GSP is just that good. True, and Matt Hughes has uh, gone and said that he would take on Sarah if Sarah defeats GSP in Montreal where they're supposed to settle the score. Now, I don't know, it sounds kind of funny that Matt Hughes isn't just willing to fight whoever wins that fight because I don't think he wants to lose to GSP three times in a row, and I don't think UFC wants to see that. So they're only going to let him fight for the title if Sarah wins against GSP. I guess Matt Hughes is that certain that he can beat Sarah. I think he should fight Sarah anyways. I don't understand why Matt Hughes deserves a title shot. It's not as though he's climbed back up the ladder. You know, look at what's happened with Noguera. He's been in the UFC, even though he was a former champion, and he fought in pride and, you know, whatever stigma comes with that. He doesn't deserve a title shot. He's won one fight, and now he's getting a title shot. Where does that come from? That's true. We'll go back a little bit, and we'll talk about a couple things we have into, because it's been a little bit, about a month or so since the last show. 
with the holidays and stuff. Shirk and steroids and BJ bashing the muscle shark for it. What do you think? To be honest, I mean, I can't really say whether or not Shirk took steroids. I can say the majority of the evidence was on Shirk's side. I mean, everything from the test came out positive that one of his supplements were tainted, you know, that's kind of regular. Uh, the amount of androlin they claim they took was, was way under the normal limit for somebody who actually takes androlin uh, regularly. But he got popped for it. That's the end of the story right there. Yep. I mean, even though, even though, no, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. Even though, you know, it was kind of lopsided and PSAC needs to get their shit together, he still got messed up for it. So he has nothing to say. I think he's just out there and just really upset about everything that happened, and now he's trying to get some attention put on him. We'll just go real quick with a couple of things that's going on right now. They've just talked about it. Kimbo Slice to take on Tank Abbott. Um, let's see what else we got. IFL, they're talking about changing their format instead of being called the Anacondas, the Razorbacks, or whatever. They're going to be named after their, their teams. Yeah. Like Team Gracie and such. Right, and, and that's kind of weird to me because why call it just Team Gracie or call it, uh, you know, why not just if it's Militage Fighting Systems, just call it Militage. If it's if it's a American top team, call it American top team. You know, instead of just giving it team this, team that. You know, it's, it's a lot of their decisions have confusing so far because they've always usually realized that there's a format of working at all, and they're only changing it by new Other than taking the live, which is used there for for uh, for cable television, but um, I really I would like to see that team based and more of its own. Kind of federation, just have one fire, one belt, you know, and you know, predict the team. Well, they, they're doing a lot the of people already watch it. Yeah, they're doing the Grand Prix. That's a pretty good idea, even though it didn't work out the way they wanted to, since a quarter of the fighters dipped out before the actual fight time came. The heavyweights, from what I hear, will be taken out, and instead they're gonna bring in um, was it the uh, featherweights, yeah, they yeah, they're gonna bring in the featherweights and drop the heavyweights because they're having trouble maintaining and obtaining those the guy the caliber that they want. There's not enough quality heavyweights. There are tons of, of quality 145 pounders. Look how many people want to see Uriah Faber. Yeah. Speaking of Uriah Faber, the last WEC event versus Jeff Coran, that was that was a pretty good fight. Oh, he took him to the distance. Jens Pulver was also uh, impressive. Also, coming up in 2008 is Frank Mir versus Brock Lesnar. Personally, I'm actually kind of excited about this fight. What do you think? Uh, me too. At first, I thought, why would they put That's Lesnar against Mir? Yeah. But now I'm thinking if Lesnar can control him and slam him, do a little ground to pound and, you know, be aware of his uh, superior jiu-jitsu, then Lesnar could pull it out. But if Mir wins, then it's okay. Mir will bring himself back up. If Lesnar wins, 
it's great. If he loses, I don't think it's going to affect him that much because everyone's going to say Frank Mir is a former world champion and it's his first fight in UFC. So it's a win-win situation for Lesnar. Yeah, also he has a two-year fight contract. He's pretty much in solid with that. But uh, to me, I, I want Brock Lesnar to succeed. He looks like the kind of guy that can't compete. You know, two-time NCAA champ, one-time runner-up. But he's got the skills, and he's got the power and speed. But I don't think he has the experience. And I really want Frank Mir to come back. I always like Frank Mir, a real respectful guy. Never had a bad thing to say about anybody. And really talented. He just needs to train. Decent commentator on WBC, too. And he's really good at it. Mm. Also, speaking of upcoming fights, Anderson Silva would defend his title against Hollywood, Dan Henderson. They need to call that pay-per-view war. Because that is what it's going to be. It's going to be huge. I, I don't see Dan Henderson winning it as much as I like him to. You know, I really love Dan Henderson. He's a great fighter. But Anderson Silva is just too dominant. He's on too much of a roll. He's got great reach. He's great power. I agree. If Dan Henderson can take him down, then, then we'll be. I think that if anyone's going to be able to beat him right around this time, it'll be Henderson. He's the only guy I can think of. Yeah, the other guy, and this is very, very rumored, uh, that Matt Lemon might be coming to the UFC if Dan Henderson can't beat him. Like, as much as Dana White doesn't want Matt Lemon in there, he can't have no title fight. Yep. He's seriously considering it. And that would be another good fight. Yes. And then another upcoming fight, Griffin versus Quentin Jackson. They are also the Ultimate Fighter 7 coaches. That is going to be some good TV. Yeah, Griffin's pretty entertaining, so is Jackson. they got great personalities. I don't see Griffin being a great coach. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be like, he's very good in the gym, works real hard. But I don't see him as kind of a team player kind of guy helping everybody out. Quentin Jackson, they both seem like, uh, I mean, of course I think that he's going to be more hands-on than, than Rampage. He's, he's, he's a very hog kind of guy. We'll see what happens, but I can't wait for the fight. Yeah, I think it'll be actually a pretty decent show. All right, guys, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. Get pumped up. It's Code 3. We're, we're going to start promoting fights between the dog and the owner. Hey guys, we're back. It is the first show of 2008. And because it's the first show of 2008, so we have to reflect back on 2007. And we're going to go one by one with our picks. First, we'll go with what was the biggest disappointment of the year 2007. Go ahead. I think we're going to agree on this one. Uh, the biggest disappointment of the year was Prokop's entrance into the UFC. Two really terrible fights where he, he just got destroyed and uh, one where he won against a very unimpressive opponent. 
Check Congo and Gonzaga. Check. I thought he was going to be able to take Check, but. Well, he had a blowout. He had a Leonard Bond also. I, I still, I'm still going to back Krogop. That's still my fighter. So best. I know. He, I know. I know. I'm you, really disappointed. I know you're a big fan of him, and it's been a bad uh, year for him. But hopefully, 2008 can only get better, and that means he has to win. Put on 20 pounds. <laughs> Muscle. Next is. The most underrated fighter of the year. I'm going with uh, Carlos yeah, Condit. Have? Carlos Condit, WEC. Why? Man, I I saw one of his fights and he's 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 pretty vicious for a little guy, and I think he has decent skill, and I don't think anyone gives him props, and he's the champion. Uh, I got I really I got Josh Barnett. I just think that it's not underrated by fans by any means, but underrated he's by dirty. he's considered a top five uh, guy. Organization. Oh. UFC doesn't want to touch him at all because he said something about Randy. Like that's anything new for Dana White. Well, Josh Barnett is is an incredibly talented guy that is is at the top of the heavyweight division and really needs to be in the UFC. Who who did he fight and beat just recently? Exactly. Just like Fedor, he ain't fighting anyone special. Yeah, he's gonna fight Fedor probably <laughs> by the, at least by the end of the year. I you know think. what? Even though Dana White was talking smack about Josh Barnett, he also talks smack about Vanderlei Silva, and Vanderlei Silva's in USC right now. At, if Rand, when Randy Couture's contract is up and he's gonna fight Fedor, Dana White's gonna have to pick up people like Josh Barnett, show some validity to that title. I got a blog on MySpace right now talking about, um, and on Code3FightClub.com, talking about how I think that the title is going to need some really good fights, heavyweight fights, to bring back its shine because you got the world champion Randy Couture leaving with the belt, and Fedor, who's considered by many as number one, and he's not even in a promotion, so. Yeah, I mean, the only player that got brought into that division in a whole year. Uh, Keith Herring, Nogueira, and Brock Lesnar. That's just not acceptable. We need some real, at least somebody that's ranked in the top three. This is the UFC, it's supposed to be the biggest organization in the world, and he dropped it with, it, with aggressive negotiations. Next, best prospect of the year 2008. I'm going with a spider, Brock Lesnar. You just spoke of him. I think he has uh, the hype machine behind him. He has athletic prowess, and I think that he has the strength to pull it out, man. Now he just got to get this. He just got to get my number two right there. He just got to get the jujitsu skills. <laughs> <laughs> that and some striking. But uh, for well, you, me, you I could get be just yeah, a good yeah, wrestler and win uh, too. Randy versus Fedor. Yeah, that. I was looking more towards fighters, but. That is that, that something anticipated. I I would actually pay to watch that one, of course, even though it's not a UFC thing. And I, I'm one of the mindless drones who usually only watches UFC. <laughs> so, and, and uh, your Pride DVDs. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've kind of used it up on my Pride rhetoric lately because of uh, a lot of people getting exposed. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But I, I'm still... Wait until the end of 2008, and then when Randy and Fedor fight. If, if Randy beats Fedor, I will kiss ass the UFC and take back everything I said 
Man, I wouldn't. I'm considering on talking about whoever's in charge of making the rankings that Fedor should be not number one because winning he's fights against Big one. Tall Choi and other nobody names is shouldn't let him be number one. Just like Silva, Silvio, Tim Silvia was saying, and I hardly ever agree with that goofball. But how can Fedor be? Number one, when he hasn't fought anyone ranked in a while. Let's put it this way: anybody who's last opponent with a seven foot two, three hundred fifty pound Korean shouldn't be ranked number one. Well, one, he was a, a kickboxer, and one of the if rules. He only had one MMA fight prior to it. It's ridiculous for a person who's supposed to be called the greatest heavyweight ever. Okay, but he the wasn't even allowed to use. What was pound. it? What was the rules? He couldn't use elbows and knees or something. He's a, he couldn't use these on the ground because there was a, such a weight differential. It's uh, not like that situation in Pride. The best th- a lot of people who are UFC fanboys kind of hyped it up to sound like he was just taking advantage of the situation. Elbows were allowed to. Actually, no, they weren't allowed because that was that was uh, uh, Japanese stipulation rules. Basically, across the board. All right, but next. It's totally different. They were allowed in the clinch. <laughs> next is, I know you're going to defend Fedor to the end, so. We'll stop there. <laughs> Most hyped fighter of the year. I'm going with Kimbo Slice. The oh, yeah, we're YouTube Street Fighter Champion. Huh? I wish, you know what? Instead of fighting Tank, why don't I let him fight Antonio Silva? I'm sick of him. Let him fight somebody who's really got some talent in that heavyweight division. Oh, well, that's, that's because Antonio Silva will probably smash him. And everyone's going to be like, well, Kimbo isn't as good as he was against those uh, street fighters on YouTube. Yeah, and this is with Kimbo too, because everybody's, oh, Kimbo Slice is tearing up the MMA world. Yeah, he's tearing up a couple hands. Get used to it. You so know, you, you agree he's not... Do, you, do you agree that he is the most hyped fighter then? Absolutely. Okay. He's, he's just... He basically headlines the pay-per-views. <laughs> He's, more tune in to see him he is the uh, he is, him and Tank is the headline main event for the next one. So what about four eyes all this Kimbo? They have uh, they're also having some kind of um yeah uh, they're supposed to have some kind of heavyweight tournament I thought going on too. Uh, they they totally scrapped that because it's gonna be nothing but relics. It was gonna be completely off. It's gonna be like uh, Tank, you know, an overweight uh, guy here and there that. Yeah. Awful. They the idea, thank God. Feud of the year. I'm going with Randy Couture versus Dana White. It was all over the internet, in the news, the media. The it, They were talking smack. Back and forth. First it was seemed like it was all sweet and shocking, but they were still going to be cool, and then boom. Dana White does what he does best, talks smack. Randy Couture talks smack back. Hollywood agents back and forth for the last couple months so that was a mess that's my I, of the year <laughs> I wish I had thought of that first who did I, you think I got Silva Liddell hey man that's they really good. they've been hyping that all year though even yeah. when Pride was still around was really yeah then then all of a sudden it gets signed after back and forth back and forth not gonna happen gonna happen and boom here it is and they've already fought do you think Liddell's next fight will be against Silva again or do you think they'll no. let him fight someone else? 
Um, I'm not really sure. I, I we're like two weeks out. We'll find out who Odell's player is. He said it's going to be either June or July. So that means he has a contract. He accidentally said, uh, "I know I'm fighting," and then back you know backed up a little bit. He's he's fighting somebody. We just yeah. have to figure out who it is. And definitely not Silva. He, just, he was in the hospital right after that fight. Me and uh, the, the the guys watching at uh, Frogger's the other day for this event, the we thought if Liddell lost, he might not fight again. It might be done. So it's a good thing he pulled it out. Yeah. Fighter well, of the I mean, year. I think everybody knows the bet man would bet on Liddell. <laughs> well, you know, Silva looked smaller, didn't he? That's probably because the orange juice that they give in Pride... He's not allowed he to drink as that. He's healthy as he ever is. The only problem with Silva <laughs> is that he doesn't cut weight. Yeah. I don't know. He just didn't look as muscular as he usually does. Like I said. That's because a lot of people in fight him probably don't cut weight. I mean, look at Krokop. He could have been a light heavyweight. Um, what's his face? Anyway. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that all work out for you. Because <laughs> I know you're going to keep on pride bashing. And then we'll see what happens at the end of 2008. And then I can say it was comeback. You know what? There's it's if it's UFC and Pride still, and you talk about that, Pride is no longer even around. So it's obvious who won that war. And then two, oh, yeah. all the leftovers from Pride, who were supposedly badasses, has all gotten their butts handed to them by these supposedly overrated American fighters that you've been talking about for the last couple months. Keep on saying that. Yeah, Shogun drops, Crow Cop drops. Now watch, even though I don't like Tim Sylvia, watch Nog blow this one. Let Tim Sylvia be champion again. Yay. Yeah, and you know, think about this. If Nogueira beats Tim Sylvia and he's the heavyweight champion of the UFC, what, what, how does that make UFC look? Considering Fader destroyed him so many times. What it does, it says that they got a guy who's willing to fight top-rated fighters and not fight... Uh, seven um, foot tall rookie uh, MMA fighters. Um, <laughs> Fighter of the year, man. I'm going with Quentin Rampage Jackson. Um, he's had a stellar year. I've, I've heard people say Anderson Silva, um, and he's beaten some top level guys. Nath Marquat, Luter, who couldn't make weight. So, uh, and I've also uh, I was also contemplating Randy Couture. He hasn't fought for the last couple months, and who knows he's going to fight again. Quentin Jackson, uh, my top pick. How about you? I, I got Quentin Jackson. He's, he finally got his recognition. He's fought better competition than two other fighters that you mentioned. Uh, you know, he fought the bell and knocked him out in the first, you know, what, 60 seconds, something like that. And, uh, you know, he, he fought Dan Henderson and looked amazing. It was a great fight. You know, a lot of people say it's not like contested, but it was still a great fight. All right, bout of the year. I know that we had this before the last UFC 79, but we'll go with our original and we can talk about that. My bout of the year is a tie. It was originally just a two-way tie, but because I watched the Ultimate Fighter finale, it's going to be a three-way tie. Basically, a lot of these names you're going to hear over and over again because they're talented. Roger Huerta versus Clay Guida. Tyson Griffin versus Clay Guida. And Tyson Griffin and Frankie Edgar. Those are my dudes. What do you think? 
I think we might need to change his most high fighter of the year to Roger Huerta. What? Uh, that guy seriously got some talent, though, and I, I picked Roger Huerta versus Cleguia. Amazing fight up and down roller coaster. I cannot wait for Cleguia to cut his hair, though, so I can <laughs> see him fight for real. He, he tooled Roger Huerta in the first two rounds and got knocked out. You know, everyone keeps on talking about Roger, um, I'm sorry, Clay Guida and Frankie Edgar, but I've watched that fight and it's good, but it's definitely not, it's, to me, it's not as entertaining and well-rounded as the Roger Huerta versus Clay Guida fight. Roger Huerta definitely pushes it on me. No doubt about that. And, um, so those are our picks for 2007. And like I said before, and I emailed you, how about the most overrated of 2007? The fighter who hasn't fought anyone special in 2007 but still is ranked number one. Fedor Emelianenko. That's my pick. It's always going to be my pick until he beats Randy Couture. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's going to feel so sweet when he does, too. Because you are just going to eat all those words. And if Randy does win... Then Randy's the best fighter ever. Randy already is the best that. fighter ever. Even a guy who's lo lost it several times, lost enough times that he can win the title back that many times, he's still that good. I'm not saying Randy's amazing. I'm giving him a chance in this Fedor fight. He, I think he's the only one around other than Josh Barnett. Actually, has a chance against Fedor. I want this fight to happen because I'm so excited about the prospect of Fedor getting tested. <laughs> he needs to be tested. It's a good thing he's still fighting off uh, off uh, the U.S. shores because he can still take that pride orange juice that's given around. Fedor doesn't take steroids. He's chubby. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Chubby people don't take steroids. I'm just messing with you. Also, get out of here. You're gonna you're gonna hate it when he wins. <laughs> I'm just picking on you. All right, the best event of 2007. I'm going with the ultimate fighter finale in December. You I'm just buy a real deal. What's that? A real deal. Five thirty-two. Who was the main event of that? that was so, it, it didn't even need a main event, but that was Dan Henderson versus Vanderlei Silva. You gotta think. Not only did we got uh, Takanori Yomi versus uh, uh, Nick Diaz, we got uh, Nogueira versus uh, uh, Soju. Um, uh, Vanderlei Silva versus Dan Henderson, one of the best wars of two thousand seven. You do realize that everyone you were just talking about at the greatest pay-per-view ever, or at least 2007, they've all lost. They've all lost this year in the octagon. Versus who? Okay. You just said Vanderlei Silva. He lost yeah. to Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell Dan Henderson lost to Quentin Jackson. How is that a bad thing? Quentin Jackson. And then... Jackson, my my favorite, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite, this awesome pot-smoking Nick Diaz <laughs> gets his butt kicked by KJ Noons. So, I like KJ Noons. I'm glad he smacked him around. Yeah, me too. The worst event? He needs to be. So BJ can smack him around. He's already smacked him around. Well, he could do it again. <laughs> I think you are a, a UFC manager. Oh, I'm just messing with you, man. I just teased. The uh, worst event of 2007 
is one that I sat on my couch and basically didn't pay t that much attention to because it was horrible. UFC 78, Michael Bisming versus Rashad Evans is the main event. Um, and the rest of the, the other fighter fights, I can't even remember because they were so boring. I know that um, <laughs> there was one three-round three uh, one that went on forever. Cairo Parisian versus uh, the guy who came in with the funny mask. So, that was a, that was a highlight. Cairo Parisian just forgot. <laughs> like, the second Ken Shamrock then, then uh, whatever fight, mustache guy was like, All right, guys. Uh, let's take a little break, and we'll be right back. What should I do now? No one wants to hang out with me. I'm a loser. Got a case of beyond cool? We've got your remedy. Check it out at www.code3fightclub.com. Pick up your official Code 3 Fight Club t-shirt today. Now that I've got my Code 3 shirt, no one will question my coolness ever. Dude, he's so gonna get all the girls. Whoa, he's like a rock star. Oh, just like Look him. at that shirt. www.code3fightclub.com Good, good, now we're making some progress. Come on, Lucky you, you're back listening to the baddest guys on the internet. Check out uh, www.switchfighter.com. Also, Code3FightClub.com. Get your cool t-shirt. Or just go on there and check out some news and opinions. Also, there's the top 10 rankings that's updated every month. Right now, Heavyweight Division still has the overrated Fedor Elianenko as number one. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I am not going to let you forget that. You're not even want me on the radio. <laughs> check it all out. www.Code3FightClub.com. You've been listening to the first show of 2008, Code 3 Fight Club Radio. This is JB Cool. And we're live. And we're out. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. You're listening to Code 3 Fight Club Radio. I miss you most on winter morning. Code 3 Fight Club Radio.